When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, and welcome to the 81st episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I am your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, a.k.a. Mellow underscore Magikarp, and joined today by two very special temporary guest hosts. Joining us for the first time in quite a while, actually, we have Locke, a.k.a. Dull Locke. Ayo. And joining us for the first time in, I didn't warn you I was going to mention this, one of the biggest meltdowns between day one and day two that we have seen. <laughs> we have SAC, a.k.a. SAC, SAC 17. Hey, Bello. Thanks. So I have to call this out because, SAC, people have actually asked me what happened. And I want you to tell, like, you had an amazing run in day one. So as a real quick thing, amazing All run right. in day one. You went 8-1 with Arc Duraladon. Let me pull up my notes for this. <laughs> so I played Arc Duraladon at Peoria, and this is how the regionals went. Day one, I hit Mew playing all turbo energies, round one and twos. Like, all right, whatever. They're like, round one and twos is like you can hit people that like aren't very good or you just get like unlucky at your and the matchups, you just beat them. So like that was my two toughest challenges, uh, day one. And then I went Blissey. I just auto went Blissey. They only played special energies. My only loss on the day was to Gudra. I did an attack for five turns, um, <laughs> which is like whatever. Uh, and then game two just beat me. It was like, I missed Hyper Potion. Uh, there's two in the deck. I coerced for three turns in a row. This type of Potion. So whatever. I, my one loss is to Gudra. Um, and then beat Lasso, which is favorable. Beat Reggie's also favorable because I play Lost City. Uh, pulled out narrow win against Kirim, uh, which is unfortunate. I hit Blissey again, which is an auto win. Hit Lasso again, which is another auto win. Um, and then, so that was my day one. And then day two flipped the script entirely. It was uh, Tina, which Oko's Duraludon, Zoro that played basic energies, uh, just Oko's Duraludon, Palkia that just had just had it, just had like the Echoing Horn play and uh, all that stuff. Uh, hit Tina again, which is another auto loss. And then it hit Kirim again, which is another auto loss because they just Oko the Duraludon. Uh, and then my round six, I hit a Palkia player that wanted to ID, and I said. Uh, I haven't won a game all day. I would like to play it out. <laughs> and he said, all right, you could just have the win then because I don't want to play. Uh, <laughs> cool. So I went one and five uh, based on matchups between day one and two. Yeah. But uh, so it's, it's whatever. I have to give a big congrats as well because, like, like I said, several people have asked because we had a, a lot of people who were super hype on you being 8 1 and they're like, what happened? It's like, we'll have them tell a story. But also, very important to note, Arc Duraludon with Chorus's experiment, and then two yeah. weeks later, Arc Gudra with Chorus's experiment did win a regional. <laughs> yeah. So gotta got, got give a shout out in public for sure for the uh, innovation. But we're not here to talk to Sack about his run in Peoria. Although, congrats on the top 64. Uh, no, I went from the third seed overall in day one to 77th. 
Congrats on the day two and the top 128. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about Silver Tempest, which will be releasing... The pre-release is already happening, right? And it'll be releasing in a couple of weeks at the time of recording on PTCGO and such. But we have a very special episode for you next week, which is why we're going to do the Silver Tempest preview a week earlier than we normally would. So we're going to talk about all the good stuff, Lugia, Reggie Drago, anything else that we think is cool, how the meta is going to shift and all of that. So we're going to start with the thing that has absolutely dominated in Japan, and that is Lugia. So Lugia V-Star appears to be the real deal uh i think i don't know lock buy or sell lugia v star and why i'm i'm kind of 50 50 it has the highest power level but i think it's way less consistent than palkia or or like arceus like i'd say it's like kind of like the consistency level of like the very first couple lists of arceus like way back in like March, bro. I don't know about the y'all. I, my Arceus list was consistent as heck. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. You're saying high power, not inconsistent, but less consistent than some of the decks that are like they set up almost 100 percent of the time, right? Like Palkia bricks occasionally, but for the most yeah, part, it kind of reminds me. Yeah, it reminds me of like I guess like 2017 God of War. It was like the best deck. When it hits all the stuff, but a lot of people just played like the more consistent deck. That was Guardy GX, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sick. That was that was before my time. I had to make sure it wasn't like Mega Guardy EX or something like that. Yeah. Zach, buy or sell Lugia. Um, I was like really hesitant on Lugia at first because you look at the card and it's like, oh yeah, just cheat two Pokemon into play, whatever. And then, like, the obvious target is Archeops, right? You can sell our energies, and, like, that's really gimmicky. And then I looked at Archeops, and I'm like, well, it has 150 HP. There's, like, no easy way to KO it. Um, <laughs> and then all the list I've ever seen is, like, just uh, random stuff thrown in that you can accelerate energies to. And it's, like, Lugia box kind of thing. And it's, like, that looks even more gimmicky. I don't think Lugia is very good. And then I was like, started to think about it and like put more thoughts into it. I'm like, like straight Lugia has to just be like just better than whatever else everyone's trying to do. You could have like a few tech cards in there, but like Lugia, yeah, like Lugia, I guess, just make it Lugia dot deck with Charons and maybe like an alternate attacker other than Lugia, so you can go like the single prize route if you want to. Um, but I think it's going to be really good once you find the consistent. I think the most uh, consistent basic list out there is going to be really good uh, just because you can accelerate energies and you can switch up how you play the deck and play the game and what matchup you're looking for. So I think Lugia could be really good as long as you're, like Lock said, if you can make it consistent, then it could be good going forward. So I should have definitely mentioned what Lugia did for anyone who's listening who doesn't know. So it's a real quick Lugia's 280 HP V-Star Pokemon for four energies, does 220 damage, and you may discard a stadium card in play. And then the ability, as Sack alluded to, you may put up to two colorless Pokemon without rule boxes from your discard pile onto your bench, which is the cheating evolution part of it. So, Sack, you kind of mentioned some of the stuff in there of like the how it's going to be played. So we've seen Japanese lists and I was looking at the City League Championships from yesterday at the time of recording the 29th. 
they were all playing Amazing Rare Veltal and mostly Amazing Rare Raikou. And just like there's some Amazing Rare Kyogre in there as well, you know, with the Aurora energies, which you accelerate out with Archeops. Archeops, search your deck for up to two special energies, attach them to one of your Pokemon. So cheat out to Archeops. You can suddenly accelerate four special energies per turn. You can technically use Amazing Rare Veltal or something like that if you so desire. You also brought up a straight Lugia build. So let's kind of go through a little bit of like, what do we think was going to be better between the two? Something that's like a more straight Lugia. Maybe there's like some backup attacker in there. Like, uh, let's throw Blissey, sure. Or like the Radiant Charizard as a one of or something like that. Or is it going to be these cutesy things that we're seeing have quite a bit of success in Japan? Like at least in city leagues, which are 60 to 100 people tournaments. Uh, Locke, what do you think is going to be the more successful of the two? Straightforward Lugia or something that's more of an Archeops box? I'd say something like in between that. Probably like you pick like one like Radiant and then you base the other like energies off that Radiant. Like So you pick like Charizard and you pick some other like Tech Fire attackers. And then but so not just straight Lugia, but just four uh, double turbos and four power energies, but and like one V guard energy. But I think if you have like one or two backup attackers, you should get through it enough. So and then uh, okay, Arceus also does one twenty, so you you actually go through Miltech anyway with Arceus, which is one of the most disappointing things that I realized. 150 HP, does 120 damage, and can put a powerful colorless on itself to do uh, enough to get through a cape with a couple powerful colorlesses. That was that was a very sad realization, because I'd been hyped on Mewtwo Control as a potential play in Toronto, and now it's like, oh, <laughs> they can Oko the Mewtwo and the Miltanks. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Locke, I also have to call you out real quick. Do you not listen to sports radio? Bro, both questions, you've been, like, in between... <laughs> all right so like okay i also played artura at peoria (laughs) and my record was four and five and the five matchups i lost were my auto wins and the four matchups i lost were four (laughs) matchups i won were my auto loss because (laughs) i would research or chorus and then whoops i did not find my arceus v star i lose a turn and then, oh, game's over. So that's why I'm thinking, like, wait, how is Lugia going to be disconsistent? You find the Lugia, and you find, like, two Archeops to, to get into your discard as well. So That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Sack, you are pro, like, a straightforward Lugia build. Do you think that's going to end up being the more prevalent one, or do you think that's just something that you kind of prefer, I just want to do the Lugia thing? Because I think an Oko, right? Choice belts, 250, add a couple powerful colorlesses, you can Oko anything in the game. Is that what you're into? Is it the consistency part? Are you kind of concerned about what Locke said too? Are you just like, I just want to kill everything in front of me? Like, where? why are you favoring straight Lugia? Um, I think you like straight Lugia, but like have a few tech attackers. Like, I wouldn't go like the Amazing Ring route where I got to put different energy mm-hmm. and I got to account for all these different things that are like one-ofs and whatever. But like a straight Lugia build with like, the baby Lugia that swings for 250 from food voltage. Um, now that one could be good. Yeah, like little Gigas action. Like, uh, who needs all the other Regis when you have Lugia and Archie Ups? 
just play the Gigas and just hit for like uh, a lot of damage. You could probably play the Radiant Zard for like the late game. It just takes a fire energy. You don't have to play like a special fire energy. You could, you don't have to. You can attack with a mid game and it's like only one energy type. But like all the like other energy types where it's like I need three or four different energies to attack, it's like not great. But straight Lugia has like a plethora of other attackers that are normal type that can utilize Charons and um, powerful energy and stuff like that, that'd be all right. So you don't have to go for four Lugia and Archie Ops and that's it, but you can do other things for sure. I think, yeah, Radiant Charizard feels like a necessary... The card's broken, right? I played a deck at Worlds that literally could only attack with Radiant Charizard on purpose. <laughs> like, the card is one of the most broken cards ever printed, and there's a reason it's a one-of. You know, it's, you cannot play any of these other cards like a Greninja or something like that. So yeah, I agree both of you 100% on the Radiant Charizard for sure. I'm curious of what people are going to end up playing. I think I'm leaning towards what Sack said like exactly where it's like i'm gonna play crobats i'm gonna play luminion and then i'm gonna play these like the reggie gigas you can oko kiram which i think will still be meta you can oko mu v max which is a hundred percent still going to be meta we'll get to why later if you're not sure and then you know the charizard can oko anything because you're gonna play like three choice belts probably and yeah just kind of a straightforward but you still run the aurora energies which is other discard too part of the thing Locke's talking about is like okay, how do you get the archaeops in the discard pile that's a heck of a great question right Four Quick Ball, four Ultra Ball, four Auroras, four Evo Incense. I don't, yeah. I'm assuming four, four of us, right? Wizard. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, these, will you get them in the discard pile is another question. But the theory is, if you have this much discard and this much search, maybe you will actually get them in the discard pile. And then the Auroras obviously work with the Radiant Charizard. They work with the Crobat. I have to give a shout out to a uh, goof for this idea, our resident Mew player who is uh, terrified now because if you put a V guard energy on Crobat V max in that matchup, you actually uh, require five damage modifiers from the Mew player to Oko a Crobat V max. And then two Auroras plus the V guard is Okoing them through Oracorio and, you know, whatever else. It doesn't get shut off by path like Drapion does, which is another just big plus of Lugia for me. Like my consistent, like, you know, Arce Arceus, right? We saw Arceus use the Crobats. Like this is my consistency and my Mew counter. And Lugia can do that too. And that's so freaking sick. Like <laughs> I, I'm super hyped on Lugia. I didn't give my opinion yet, but yeah, I think Lugia is the new BDIF. It is it's the Palkia of this format, right? Palkia was the kind of the same way. I we on the podcast said Palkia was going to be like kind of mid. We were wrong. Oops, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we were very wrong. We said Samurai <laughs> was going to be better. <laughs> but Lugia, I I am super certain of this one. It's going to be like that. Where like people are like, oh, it's not that good or stuff like that. And suddenly it's going to be like, oh, this is the deck to beat. And as the format evolves, people will beat it eventually, right? But uh, it's so good. Even the people like the Temple of Sinnoh counter. It still does 220. And then it discards the yeah. Temple of Sinnoh. <laughs> like, it, it's, not, it's not like that good of a counter. It can, it can be fine in certain situations, but it's not like, oh, I auto win because I can go Roxanne Sinnoh. And it's like, well, not necessarily, right? Well, yeah, because if you get two Archeops in play, that's four separate energies anyway. <laughs> right? Oh, so, yeah. It's out of the deck is just also, so good. Yeah. Also, Market's I don't want to get lumped into that... Uh, Palkia's bad conversation. That was just you two. No, <laughs> or you and no, Boo. That was second Boo. Yeah. That was me, Boo, and uh or Grant and Alex. <laughs> We're all like, no, 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 Samurai's better. So yeah. 
I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, you two were probably innocent. I don't actually remember. I know, Saki, you were pro Palkia for a while. Yeah. yeah. It was like Suicune, but then it was just like a lot better. And Star Portal was really good. And Greninja came out. And it's like, all right, well, it's just a lot better Suicune. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it turns out in the case of Palkia, too, if we want to learn anything, if you are not a Lugia believer, let's take the case study of me not believing in Palkia. Palkia itself is just like, oh, this is kind of a cool card, right? But then you have to consider everything around it. You have Archeops and all the other colorless support of Powerful Energy, the V-Guard Energy, Double Turbo, Sharon's Care, Dunsparce. Don't forget, Dunsparce doesn't shut off fighting weakness. It shuts off Lugia's weakness. Why did you say that? Let him know. (laughs) Because it's incredibly important. That card's broken. When you count all of that, it's not, oh, Lugia's good. It's colorless is broken, and Lugia's the new, arguably best colorless Pokemon. Arceus V-Star is still a thing. Like, don't forget that one, right? But yeah, that's... Zoro. No leaks. Yeah, Uh, Zoro is kind of... I, I'm pro Zoro. I like Zoroark a lot. I still think in the right meta. We have not been in the right meta quite yet. Yeah. There's like a few things you have to like watch out for, though, as like if you're going to main Lugia, is I'm, the things I'm concerned about is what if they just go KO Archeops? Like, all right, boss KO Archeops, and then you're out of energies. Or uh, if you hit a Duraludon player and you don't have any ounce. Because all the like lists that I've been looking at don't play Path. Or anything like that. So. Yeah, they have like an Eveltal and like one lost vacuum. So Duraludon running Parasol, suddenly you don't have a counter, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be curious because you both played Duraludon, so you might be the right people to ask for this one. Is North America gonna be more Duraludon based? Or just I guess the Western world in general, including Europe and Ladam and stuff like that, gonna be more Duraludon like favorite? than japan has been so far or is lugia that good that it's just like one path in occasional lists kind of bodies the duraludons out of it well you should, even if you do have a path you still have to do 330 damage <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's gonna be the issue bro the reggie gigas yeah you can still <laughs> play tool jammer but you don't have to put a parasol you can play tool jammer or cape or not cape charm charm no, you're fine. You just put two powerful energies on the Reggie Gigas, and then it is 340. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's well, still. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's only one Duraludon, right? And then how are you going to get the last one? Yeah. yeah. You could also, like, I played Lost City in my Duraludon list. So, like, any attacker that's like, oh, this is not good against Duraludon, I just try to target it and put it in the Lost Zone. Like, the Radiant Charizards, you're like, all right, well, I'm going to Lost Zone that. And then, like, the Sableyes and Cramps didn't do anything for the rest of the game. They don't do enough. I called in my top 10 list of whatever the last set is called. I called Lost City one of the most broken stadiums ever printed. And I put it like number two or something like that, right? And I think what Zach just said is true. And I think we're reaching a point too where people are realizing that, right? Like Palkias are running it. Mew obviously is going to run it. And I think every, like literally exactly what Zach said, everyone should listen to that. <laughs> Like, if you play a deck <laughs> where it's like, oh, if I just lost City this thing in this matchup, I win? Like, Radiant Charizard. It should probably be seeing more play. Lost City is disgustingly good. Yeah, because you have, like, other attackers that those things aren't good against. Like, Gigas is not good against Arceus V-Star. So they're like, ah, oh, well, I'm going to go Gigas. I can see your Well, my Arceus is going to take out your Gigas 
and then Durellodon has nothing to worry about. <laughs> well, like, intentionally. Know, like, yeah. Like, like, that's Rod, how much it goes. Like, that's what I want. Rod, the gig is back in and yeah. powered back up with the uh, RP Ops again. So you both also, think... Oh, keep oh, going. Yeah. yeah. One, one pro I get for NA for Duralon is that you never tie in the best of three <laughs> format. <laughs> Where, True. like, I finish all... I've never actually tied ever with Duralon. I finished all my games in, like, 40 minutes. Tops. And that's if, as if it's a slow matchup, like, boss box or something like that. <laughs> so... And that that is a big plus for sure, right? Like... The tie rate has been ridiculously high now that the Lost Zone engines come back into the format, let alone before that. Yeah. So don't, don't doubt finishing games. Any other thoughts on Lugia before we move on to the Reggie Drago? Awesome. So let's go ahead and jump into... Re- oh, keep going. A4 Archeops. <laughs> oh, yeah. To 4 4 4 4 4 4 It should be your entire deck list right there. You should have yeah. played 15 different cards. I think we're going to see Tor do it on stream. And I think that's, it's always just so telling. Like, just take whatever he does and do it. Because despite what people say, we really are in a format where if you set up, the better player will win a lot of the time. How do you win? Four ofs. <laughs> just, play, just play the game and you win so often. Anyway, Reggie Drago V-Star, 280 HP Pokemon for Grass, Grass, Fire, Dragon Dream. Choose the attack from a Dragon-type Pokemon or discard pile and use it as this attack. And the ability Legacy Star, the V-Star power. Once during your turn, you may discard seven cards from the top of your deck, then choose up to two cards from your discard pile, reveal them, put them into your hand. So, we had this discussion earlier. How are you going to power it up? Uh, Gardenia probably is the way to go. You could also run a Lost Zone engine, but that seems counterintuitive to the <laughs> use attacks of things in the discard pile part of it, right? So, uh, Reggie Drago. You also do a, a Leafy on turn one. Attach a grass to your Drago or whatever. Now we're talking. You might, <laughs> you might, you might as well just play the Le- one Leafy on V-Star just for, just for a free boss in case you don't have to use the Legacy V-Star on Drago. Yeah, the Legacy V-Star is such an interesting ability, right? It's like, every time I read, it's like, I'm literally only going to use this on the last turn of the game to get a boss out of my discard pile, I think. Like, otherwise, it's just so bad. Yeah. Well, like, the theory is you use it to get your discards, or attackers, Mm -hmm. discard your attackers, and then you get, like, something else back. But yeah, the end game is where you want to use it for sure. Right, like I mean, I could see a reason to use it. It's just the blind discard of seven. It's not like look at the top seven and discard like three of them or something like that. It's just like all right, blindly discard seven. That's that seems really. I could be wrong on this one, and that's not a hefty price to pay. But it's it seems bad. It seems very bad. But uh, anyway, it's here for the Dragon Dream, and I put it as one of my best cards in the set. Purely because stuff that copies other Pokemon are almost always historically good. There are some exceptions to that, but typically these cards are broken. Pokemon Go Ditto has not been proven bad yet. (laughs) Sableye got released. (laughs) Bro, if it weren't for Sableye, Ditto Control would be a real deck for sure. Anyway. Reggie Drago. So, Sack, start us off because... Uh, Locke gave us the Lugia. Buy or sell Reggie Drago V Star. Let's just say outperforming its current non existent results in Japan. 
uh, I'm going to sell this one right now. <laughs> so it's, it's like, going to have nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to continue to say it has nothing. Um, like right now, it could be very good in the future. Um, because the biggest thing so far is energy acceleration. Like anything that takes uh, not a colorless energy or double turbo energy to attack, and this one being specifically two grass and a fire, um, you're like, all right, well, how do I get three energies on it uh, turn two? Because I need to attack turn two in this meta. So like, how do I do that? You could play the Leafy on, and we were doing some testing like a few weeks ago um, for Toronto and Brazil. And we're like, all right, let's play Drago. And we played Leafeon, and then Drago, like, copies. You can have it copy Gudra. You can have it copy Duraladon. You can have it copy Dragonite that came out in this new set to accelerate energies. Um, but if you, like, go the Gudra route and be like, I'm going to be a defensive, tankier Drago, then they just kind of boss around your Drago. And, like, Leafeon is a huge two-prize target. And if it doesn't evolve or doesn't do anything, it's just two free prizes. And then they never KO the Drago. Kind of like why Arceus Duraludon or Arceus Gudra only play the Arceus and the Gudra. So like playing something like Leafeon is not very good. So you could play like the Lost Zone engine, get the energy on it like that with the Mirage Gate because it plays two different energies, which is like cool. <clears throat> but then you like Lost Zone your attackers, and that's not very good either. You could play Gardenias, but then Gardenias goes to the bench. So it's like... How do I get my attacker from the active to the bench by only seeing two cards this turn? And I have to find two grass energies and a fire energy. And I only saw two cards this turn. I don't want to play Crobat because it's the same thing as Leafeon. So, like, Gardenia's not very good. Um, so then you could play with Arceus. I think the best way to probably play it right now is Arceus um, Regidrago. If that's going to be the most consistent thing, you get the energy on there. Like, uh, Arceus Gudra, Arceus Duraladon, Arceus Drago could be very good. Um, and then you just have like a plethora of toolbox attackers that you don't have to play the basic Pokemon for. So like something about uh, Duraludon V or Guja, you just get KO'd right away. Now you don't have to play these. You can choose what attack you need um, by just discarding the stage one or the VMAX of it or the V-Star of it. So I think that could be really good, but I think it's just too inconsistent right now. Um, and there's no way to get the energy on it for just Drago to be good in this format. So I think it's a sell for sure. Lock, agree or disagree? Buy or sell the Reggie Drago deck? Yeah, I pretty much uh, agree with everything Zach said. So, <laughs> but I will say that I don't mind Legacy Star Turn Two though, because most of the time you have like eight ball cards in your deck anyway, like a bunch of Evo Incense. Discarding five of those and getting, or even like six of those and getting one of those top seven and another card from your discard file isn't that isn't that bad or detrimental no i mean that is true right and if you run like an energy retrieval or something suddenly two cards you get back are like gardenia retrieval and boom you're powered up or something like that yeah and like yeah if you just did gardenia's and energy retrieval out of your like two cards they take from your discard pile you're also going through your deck another two more cards from the gardenia's as well so that's okay that's fair i still don't like it but <laughs> I, I could see the merit for sure i i'm gonna buy it in the sense that i want to be contradictory for the sake of content um no i think <laughs> that it is going to have some amount of success somewhere it will have a limitless page at some point in the near future 
there's just too yeah. many good dragon Pokemon. Zach, you mentioned the Dragonite being like one of them. Of You only have to power up one attacker, and then you're essentially using Arceus's attack, uh, Trinity Nova, to just accelerate to something else, right? It's 180 and three basic energies and attach them to your Pokemon any way you like. So it's like, you just have to figure out how to get that first one powered up, which is probably Gardenia, as bad as that sounds. And then you have just so many options of like things to do, which is Oko with Giratina, or you have the Gudra if you want to like kind of sit there and tank and be like, okay, boss around me, I don't care because maybe I have single prize on the bench or God, there's so many dragon types. I know I'm missing like tons of stuff. There's like a single prize Zygarde that I know hits pretty darn hard. It's like one or 240 or something like that. You can copy the Reggie Drago, the baby Reggie Drago to do 240 if you want to like there's there's things and i think that it'll show up online for sure and i'm pretty sure it's going to have a limitless page at some point in this format that's 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 the minimum i'm setting it at Uh, one thing i don't see but i think should be played is probably the radiant czar because like dragonite could actually power up the radiant czar and like i played charizard vmax at uh, Salt Lake City, and I just knocked so many things out just by powering up a Radiant Charizard just manually and with like the Magma Basin. So, like, getting a turn two, turn three knockout with, with Radiant Charizard just from a Dragonite attack is just so good. <laughs> I think, especially, you're going to run recovery probably, right? Like, this is a deck where you're going to. I guess you're going to legacy star early because you probably have to. The more I think about this deck actually functioning. And so you're probably going to have like a rod or a clock. Man, Clara is probably bad in here. But like you're going to have some form of recursion in this deck in some way, shape or form. Right. So like you can Zard multiple times because then Zard's also a good late game attacker. You're already running multiple fire energies. I'm in. I'm 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 buying I'm buying it more and more. I'm not going to say it's going to top cut because I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not anywhere close to saying that. But you know how we have 128 people in day two? We're going to see we're gonna see Reggie Drago exist in those day twos. That's... Oh, yeah. Worst decks I've made day two. So it's definitely doable. Zach, a disagreement? Uh, no. As long as you get the energy, the only thing I'm not sold on is getting the energy onto Rage Drago. That's one of the things I look at for every card that ever comes out is like, how do I attack with this thing? And that's the one thing I can't solve right now, besides Gardenia's. So, if we can get that solved, I'm in. The card looks nuts. Uh, other than that. Next one I want to talk about is Regilecki V Max. So, this is a card that definitely plays off of the stuff around it more than anything. So Regilecki VMAX, uh, of course, a VMAX that is a three prizer. Yes, we still have VMAXs, believe it or not. The ability Transistor. Tax of your basic lightning Pokemon do 30 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. And Max Thunderstrike does 220 damage during your next turn. This Pokemon can't attack and it has free retreat. Now, I do have to point out the V does not have free retreat, which is very important because <laughs> if it did... I would be very, very into Arceus Regilecki. But because it doesn't, uh, I'm slightly less sold on that one. Oh, sorry. It's Lightning Double Colorless for Max Thunderstrike also, which is Arceus, right? Uh, who did the last one? Locke. Buy or sell Regilecki VMAX. 
being either say with Arcus as a partner, Flaffy, or just kind of a straight Vigavolt Regilecki deck? I'd say Vigavolt and then uh, play a couple like alone Vulpix with it and then just have a just be a anti-meta deck and then just play one or two Regilecki VMAXs and just make your uh, Vigavolts just that much more powerful. Yeah, KOing Comfies and uh, Sableizes. Turns out pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you think... Even like a Sable, too. No, you already got, you got weakness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Broken. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you think it'll be, like, a kind of viable, but as this, like... Rogue's the wrong word. Like, anti-meta deck. There we go. As, like, an anti-meta. Yeah, if, if, if the meta shapes up where, you know, Alolan Vulpix is good, and you can just use Vika for the other matchups... I've seen like, like some of the Japan matchups. Uh, Deckless uses that that combo. So, and you're already playing Melanie for the uh, turn one item block anyway. So, and you have the new stone to uh, almost guarantee the turn one item lock if you draw it. It's broken. Oh yeah, yeah. Sack, what do you say? Are you uh, pro Regilecki V Max? And if so, how's it going to be played? I was just like thinking about that. I'm like, oh, this can just sit on the bench and you can play the poncho and can never be bossed and stuff like that. And then you guys kept going on about Vika Bolt. I was like, this is getting worse. Uh, you can, like, people have played Turbo Vika Bolt and there was no stone uh, in format and stuff like that. It's like, if I could V Star power, like, none of these are V Stars. Vika Bolt's not a V Star, doesn't have a V Star. Uh, Reggie Leaky is a V Max, so it doesn't have a V Star. I was like, Wow, okay, so you could just turn one Vigavolt item lock, and then next turn you're doing, was it 50, then 80? Uh, and these things stack, I believe, right? They like do, it, yeah. I don't think you would play more than a 2 2 or even like a 1 1, because like just turn one Vigavolt, it's like really good. But like you're doing 80 with Belt, you're doing 110, so you're three shotting and like a VMAX. You can throw Zapdos like, as well from Pogo for an extra 10. You know, and then you can KO things that have 120. It's like, uh, well, you're not going to have belt, so it'd be, what, 90 HP is what you could KO? Uh, if it's not a V. And, like, that's just nuts. Like, <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> like, you're item locking, so they can't have vacuum, and they can't, like, tool scrapper. Um, your poncho or your cape, so like, that's got to be really good. And you just, like, have the leaky, or, yeah, or you leaky, just sit there on the bench and just power body your attackers. And you could, you don't have to go Vika Volt, so you could go, like, uh, Raikou. Uh, mm-hmm. It's for 250 with a full bench and a belt. And then Rizuliki is like 280 now. So I could go, okay, so could get out of hand real quick. So I think yeah. it could be good. Okay. So you're pro, you're, you're pro lucky as well. I, I agree. I think the reason that I put it behind Drago and Lugia on this list though, is it's probably just a bench sitter. It, it can hit right. 220 is a large number, but like, it's a Vikavolt accelerator more than anything. Like Vikavolt sucks. 50 damage <laughs> is awful. I've tried Vikavolt in almost every format so far. It is pretty unplayable. It's it's okay right now. It's like okay, purely because Lost Box exists, right? But you remember, listeners, you may or may not have been around this time. During the pandemic, in replacement of the first world championships, we had the Pokemon Online Global Championships or Pog Champs which was a surprisingly stacked tournament. Won by Isaiah Bradner, Sander got second, right? It's pretty good. 
This was the only time, technically, when Vikavolt and Electropower were legal. Electropower, if you don't know, plus 30 damage every time you played it an item card. Vikavolt was good. It turns out being able to add these extra numbers in there <laughs> was a good thing, even if it was just an extra 30. Now, of course, you could stack them and do 60. You could do you know plus 120 in a turn, but Vikavolt hitting slightly harder was good. Regilecki does almost that exact same thing. It doesn't break Vikavolt, but item lock being slightly viable is a good thing, I would say. So it's, I think it's good with like quotation marks around it of like, it's good because Vikavolt exists and it's only as good as item lock is. Let's go and jump into some other cards that are in the set as well because there's a lot of just like hey this is interesting when you read it type cards and the first one i want you two to tell me why i'm wrong so tell me why you disagree with this statement or why you agree potentially serena which is choose one of the following effects discard up to three cards from your hand then draw till you have five in hand or switch one of your opponent's pokemon v with their active pokemon so it's boss's orders for a v or a mediocre at best draw supporter you can choose serena will be played more than boss's orders in this format why am i wrong saying agree lock okay strong agree why it's it's, so people some people play four bosses right away in like arbor or like argu or a couple other decks just because like just bossing every turn is just so good (laughs) like this gives you the consistency of oh well i got it turn one so it's not it's, it's terrible i have a backup option to playing it when i have no marnies or no uh research in my hand so yeah. without a doubt i'm playing more serenas than bosses in any in any deck sack <laughs> agree or disagree with that statement serena will be played more than bosses orders this format I'm going to disagree, but first I have a clarification. It's a draw up to five if you discard up to three. Ooh, so I can choose to draw zero if I want to. I know that discard sounds... Discard up to three cards from your hand, <laughs> you must discard at least one. Mm-hmm. Then draw cards until you have five cards in your hand. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah. So it's not like a shuffle draw, it's just draw up to five? Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> if, you're, if your hand is really bad, you can discard three cards from your bad hand. Then draw back up to five. Yeah, so it's it's a bad draw yeah. supporter technically, but it's yeah. it's better draw supporter than bosses. Yeah. Very <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, yes. Um, so, <laughs> I'm gonna disagree. Yeah. For the sake of content and because um this format is already like headed towards single prizers already. Um even though there's like big attackers everywhere, like uh, Regis is very good. True. Ask Azul and all of his destined teammates. Regis Ooh. is good. They're listen to the last podcast as well, <laughs> YouTube listeners. I've seen the numbers. You haven't listened. <laughs> Go listen to it. <laughs> yes, uh, like Regis is very good. Like everything does big damage, and anything that's like worth multi prizers is like it gets bullied by Regis. Even like even that, or like Charizard that we've been talking about, or any other like the little attackers that are coming out, like Archeops or Regigigas. Even if it's not Reggie's, it's a Reggie Gigas, or like the Lugia from Voltage. Like little things like that are going to be very good. And 
I think Serena could be good. And like, I have to discard stuff in my hand, like the Reggie Drago or like the Lugia we just saw. Like, oh, I go Serena. Like, an option to discard two RCFs from my hand and then drop to five could be very good. But I think uh, the boss effect only being on IVs, I think if we head towards a format where, like, I don't have any Vs for you to boss. And then also, uh, Serena just got released, but then so did the Poncho. So you're going to go like, uh, boss V, and then uh, there's a Poncho on it. And I don't think it'll like be worth it to play that. But even, like, boss doesn't work then, but... I don't know. I think it's like a good split, like a 2-2 split or like a 2-1 split, but I don't think it's going to be like flat better than boss if we head towards a single prize format. So I'm just going to disagree with that. And even if it is like a good draw supporter or like a decent mediocre draw supporter, I'm still should be playing like four Marnie, four Colris, four whatever um, before I consider Serena a draw supporter. That's fair. And I think that's another, I mentioned earlier, Lost City's broken, right? If you're trying to lost city against Regis, Serena is not the way to win that matchup because your opponent's going to be like, oh, they don't play boss. Here's the one I play three of in the active spot, right? Like, yeah, it's a, a valid point for sure. I'll also say to go off of Sack's point as someone who is trying to game the meta. I do think Serena is going to be played. I am ordering for Serena. When I play Lugia, I'm only putting Serena in the list most likely, but as someone who wants to play Hisui and Arcanine, I'm thinking if people don't play boss, <laughs> I'll always get the slow bro attack off so I'm good to go because they won't KO yeah. my Zeruas. So uh, there, think, there's counterplay to the Serena for sure. Yeah. I'm not not playing Serena. I just don't think the split would be like correct to go like uh, more Serena than boss. Like Serena's gonna be good. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna see if I had a I pulled a full art Japanese Serena and I sold it for a lot of dollars. Um <laughs> And it's a it's a nice full art. It's a very nice full art. I kind of want another one that's in English that I can play. Um, so mm. like, I'm going to be playing Serena. I don't think to go all Serena and no boss is correct, though. What? Is Serena waifu? Yes, it's my favorite anime character in, in this in the cartoon. It's a very nice looking full art, that's for sure. Is it? And I have to look up what it costs. If it's on, does Full Grip have their pre-orders? They do. Serena Secret Rare pre-ordering for $50. That's, oh, that's a rainbow. It's 60 for the full art ultra rare. (laughs) I bought the box of, what is the Japanese set called? Iridescent Arcanian or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, Something like that. Yeah, so I bought a box of that for $70, pulled the full art Serena and sold it for $130. And I still have the rest of the box. (laughs) And it's, it's in Japanese. I can't read it. I don't know what it says. I pulled it. I'm like, what is this Pokemon card? And I'm like, oh, that, that's Serena. I was like, what does Serena do? Because this was at Salt Lake City. And I was like, I don't know what this card is. I was like, it's really good. You should probably sell it. And I was like, hey, do you guys buy Japanese cards to the vendor? And they're like, maybe. What you got? And I was like, I have this Pokemon card. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, we'll buy that one. I was like, all right, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Serena is going to be so nice. It's it is a good full looking full art and uh, apparently very expensive because they're already sold out <laughs> of their pre orders of it. So okay, get get your full no, art Serena I'll, now. I don't really play full arts, but Serena is going to be the one I play to full art. And I'll sell you my uh, Toronto uh, regionals Serena <laughs> Mello if you want to buy that one. <laughs> it's going to be a promo. Well. 
I'm willing to bet a lot of my guys it's going to be the Toronto promo. Because it's been, it's been the best one, right? It was like Boss Cyrus. <laughs> or it was Boss Giovanni and then Boss Cyrus and then Colrus. So it feels incredibly likely it's going to be. Yeah. Like, what, what else well, is it going to be? Cool. Will or yeah. Gosh, I can't <laughs> even remember. Could be Candice. Could be Brandon. Legendary. I don't know. Is Brandon? Right, please be Serena. If these are yeah. options, please be Serena. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. To go off of that, are there any other supporters in this set that are even worth mentioning? It's like Brandon. You can only play this card when it's the last card in your hand. Draw a card for each bench Pokemon and play yours and your opponents. So it's like Chorus if Chorus were bad, right? Uh, okay, okay, bad. That, that could be worth playing. The original, the original the yeah, not not the experiment, obviously. Yeah. The problem is you can only play when it's the last card in your hand. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, it's like it's not bad, but like it's bad. Now we're talking the B drill and then the Oko Lugias. Um, yeah. Okay, so it sounds like neither of you are super into any of them, which is correct. The one um, that I like, I'm going to put quotation marks around like, I like Wallace. Draw three cards, your opponent may draw a card. If they do, draw one more card. That goes in my Lugia deck, so I can swing for 250. That's <laughs> such a good meme, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to do? You don't want cards? All right, I get more cards. <laughs> Swing with someone else. You want cards? Uh, I'm gonna punish you for it. Here's a Lugia, little baby Lugia. I don't know, but the ability to draw four. I feel like there's decks that exist, and we talked about this a little before the podcast. And Sack reminded me that cards like Cynthia exist. Cynthia's a ambition, but like drawing four is good. And sometimes you don't care if your opponent draws a card. You're like, whatever. I don't care, bro. Give me four. So I, it's not broken. This is not me saying, wow, you should play Wallace in every deck. This is me saying, I think Wallace is interesting enough that I will own a copy of it. Or like a couple copies of it, I guess, because it's probably a four cent card, right? I'd at least get one worker, which is a drop three, discard a stadium. That is good. If if you hate like Path of the Peak or whatever. Go and Mew. Instead of Avery, you play a worker. I actually do like that idea quite a bit, right? Because yeah. like there's drawing cards in Mew is actually good, and we finally realize that Mew can play draw supporters, and it's even better. I think Mew is like a, another entire conversation. I think Mew's going to shift with this set, and it's not going to be because of Worker. We will get to that eventually. But I think for the supporters, as far as supporters go, I think that's it. But there might be Furisode, Furiside Girl. Um, search deck for a basic Pokemon. Put on your bench, then shuffle your deck. You may switch that Pokemon with your active Pokemon. I don't know if like, that's probably not going to be good. Search my deck for a Pokemon that's like a quick ball thing um, or an ultra ball thing or whatever. We have this other item card coming out. If you flip a coin of Tails, you get a basic Pokemon. So, like, whatever. Search deck for a basic Pokemon is not great. But then the switch thing. Uh, so, I played Arceus Drowlet on Arceus Gudra or Arceus Drago or Arceus something. And when that, like, my active Pokemon is Drowlidon, <laughs> it feels, or Gudra, or like uh, Hoopa V, or whatever your, like, non V attack or non Arceus attacker is, it feels so bad to have to go find Arceus yep. and then switch it into the active. And <laughs> I don't know. This is like, it's like two on one right here with this card. Uh, so, like, maybe decks could be like seeing. 
uh, could see that play if you play like heavy gears or you play the fish or something. You can go like, all right, Arceus V also switch it and then Trinity charge to a turn one. Like maybe that could see play, but that's like it for uh, as far as supporters go that I'm hype on for this set after Serena. So, Sack, you alluded to Mew a little bit. Would you like to mention the card that Mew gets that makes it uh, even better somehow than it currently is? All right, uh, V-Guard Energy. As long as the attached to Pokemon provides colorless energy. That's the card you think, Mew? Oh, wait, no. no. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me find it. <laughs> that card is going to go with Mew, but not. that's not the broken one. All right, we're looking at uh, Forest Stone Sealed? Sealed? Yeah. Seal Stone. I can't read. Forest Seal Stone. Uh, uh, once you're in a turn, you may search a deck for one, any card. Any one card. Still can't read. Put it into your hand, then shuffle your deck. You can't use more than one V-Star power in the game. And to play this tool, you have to attach it to one of your Pokemon V. Um, <laughs> Which Mew has plenty Mew, of. <laughs> Mew has plenty of those guys, right? And none of them are V-Star Pokemon. None of them. So you give Genesite, who doesn't usually use tools that you put the belts on the muse nowadays uh you can give genesect a v-star power you can use it turn one and because it's uh not a rule box pokemon it's a tool card it doesn't get turned off by past the peak because genesect can still use it uh because it doesn't get turned off so you like always have an out to uh path to the peak if you put it on genesect you don't use it um, you can always vacuum it away. You can play multiple ones. You can go uh, to thin your hand. You go attach, 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 uh, vacuum, lost zone a card, lost zone this stone thing. And then um, if they're not playing Path of the Peak or you don't need it as an out to Path of the Peak, you can get whatever you want. It's still broken. It's not always the path out. You can go grab another tablet. You can go grab Sparkle. You can go grab Fusion Trike Energy. You can go grab Switch. You can go grab Boss. You can grab whatever you need. Uh, because it's such a deck for one any card, put in your hand. That card is cracked. Um, it's very good at Mew because Mew doesn't have a V Star power. It's also very, very good in any other deck that plays V Pokemon. They don't have V Star powers. Like Crobat evolves into Crobat V Max, not Crobat V Star. Doesn't have a V Star power. Uh, now it has one thanks to this little dude, this little <laughs> stone thing. Um, so that could be very good. Same with Luminion. Same with any other Pokemon like that. You get half of a Star Birth. The card's going to be nuts. We'll come back to the Mew stuff in a second, but what you said, the second part, is one of the reasons I like this card so much. I don't like it for the Mew stuff. I might have to play Mew because this is so good in that deck. Yeah, but like, we just have a Mew player amongst us, so... How many, <laughs> how many times have you all played single-prize decks and you're like, I need to up the consistency, I want to play a Crobat or Luminion, but I do not want to play a two-prizer? This suddenly makes a Luminion two times the consistency, right? For two slots, you have your quick ball out to a supporter, and you can put the tool on it and find a second thing later on in the game. Because usually your opponent's not going to gust the Luminion immediately, unless you're playing water energy, of course, right? They'll be like, I'm going to leave that there for a little later. I'm going to deal with the threats right now. Maybe play around Roxanne. If they're smart, presumably they might boss it immediately because they don't play around Roxanne. But like... It gives single prize decks a reason to play Crobat and Luminion, which I'm a big fan of for sure. Lock, does this make Mew the BDIF? <laughs> um, I would say it's definitely S tier or like one of the best top three decks, you know, because like I think every, every testing group, they always debate what is the second best 
consistency item card after Cramomatic, whether it be phone or shoe or whatever. Now you just automatically know it's just force steel stone. You, know? you could so, also cram it away. It's an item if card. You, if you, yeah, you could play more than one and cram you, it away. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you play multiple because instead of playing multiple yeah. shoes or multiple phones, you just play multiple force steel stone and then you just cram away the second force steel stone. Which, especially if people play Lost Vacuum instead of Scrapper, like you can suddenly be like, I'm going to shove two on Genesect. So if you're going to try and path Roxanne's uh, Lost Vacuum me, well, you can't Lost Vacuum both of them, can you, right? Yeah. yeah. It's another piece of the puzzle they need to go Roxanne Path. You have to go Roxanne Path, Tool Scrapper, and or Lost Vacuum the tool or the stone off, which is nuts. Like now you need three cards to slow me down, and it's still not going to work because I play Draw Supporters. <laughs> And this is all while Mew, and this is, bro, Mew's just so good. <laughs> this is all while Mew is playing their own Marnies. And that's also relevant because something like Palkia, so Palkia players out there are like, I can pull off that combo. Correct, you can. But if Mew's going to go Marnie, Marnie, you know, Roxanne, you, if you get down to that prize turn before they do, that's getting harder and harder for a lot of these decks to pull off these combos. Zach. Why would you ever say V Guard energy goes in Mew? Because I'm going to get people commenting, why didn't you let Sack finish? So, Sack, please, <laughs> please finish that one too. It goes in Mew because Mew is a V Max that already plays Oracorio, so like theoretically has 330 HP. And with V Guard energy, uh, now it has 360 HP. Um, so, things try to two shot Mew as best as possible. Um, and it doesn't really appear in a lot of deck lists. But Psychic Leap is an attack name that you can use. Uh, not a lot of people use it, but it exists. Uh, kind of like Kyler uh, XV, right? Shadow Mist, it exists. You can use it. Um, so does Psychic Leap. And with V-Guard Energy, you just get like another tool um, to tank hits and to beat up on the single prizes that try to do big damage. Um, well, I guess like just work against single prizes. It's only against Vs, but still, you try to Psychic Leap as much as possible. And it just helps with that. So are you going to play, like, one psychic energy with it? Because V-Guard is just one colorless, so you still need a second energy. They use different builds of Mew. We haven't played, played Turbo Mew forever. We still have <laughs> energies. They exist. Oh, besides, besides the fusion energy one, what, yeah. what if you're only playing the DTE version? Oh, it probably doesn't go in DTE, but I'm not going to, like, you have to know okay. what type of <laughs> deck you're playing. <laughs> Okay, this is actually leading into what I wanted to also mention, so thank you for that. Does the tab does the stone plus Lugia playing V Guard energy make because V Guard energy doesn't uh stop Meloetta, right? Does that make the Elisa Sparkle Fusion Strike Energy build the way to maybe not like the way to play and like it has to be, but is it gonna see more of a 50-50 split between the DTE and the Fusion Strike Energy build now? Lock your uh, saying, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, based off of testing that I haven't done, but I've watched someone else do, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a resident new player. It's fine. Um, I think people are going to go to try it. They're like, ooh, look at this consistency card I just got, right? I think they're going to be like, I'm going to go try Sparkle. It's going to be great. I'm going to dunk a lot of people. I'm going to make everyone frustrated. Play Meloetta. Nice. And then we're going to be like better than that and go back to playing draw supporters. 
So I think we're going to try the Future Strike Energy thing for a little bit. We're going to play V-Guard Energy. Everyone's going to get their, like, our series of Donk turn one. And they're going to be like, I hate Mew, whatever. And then we're going to just uh, <laughs> learn that Turbo Energy is still very, very good. And Mew's very, very good. And you just have another consistency out for mid, late game when you're looking for Cross Switcher, Power Tablet, whatever. And we use the stun for that and cut the other stuff. But I don't know. There's two different builds. You could play the V-Guard Energy and Future Strike. You probably want to play it in Turbo. But that makes sense for sure. I definitely also uh, want to try it. Locked. So another issue with the like forest deal is that if you're going with the future thing, you'll usually needed like five pieces to the puzzle. Turn one, and this is gets it one away. So yeah, so, turn one knock. That's one of the I reasons why I like it. It's like an extra Lisa Sparkle or a you know extra switching card. Yeah, whatever. Right? It's an extra everything. Uh, you need a two-piece combo, really. Well, five. Oh, you usually need, you usually need like, I'd say like a rope and like double power tablet for. A... Oh, well, you need Meloetta, a second fusion strike Pokemon, a fusion strike energy, and a sparkle. Four cards. Yeah, but that's that's two ten. You still need like a. Well, not all the Pokemon have well five cards if they have two hundred twenty, right? And I'll, like you have crams, you have so many things. That I you get there with the seal, it's nuts. You draw one like one of those, and, like you you have to start a future strike Pokemon. So like that's one less. So it's like a four card combo. It's like, it's just nuts. You can get that like really easily. Let's go ahead and talk about the best radiant Pokemon from the set as well, because we get three of them. Now the question isn't does one of them dethrone Charizard or Greninja? Because well. <laughs> probably not but of the three which one is going to be the best so we have Raiden serena with elegant treatment ability once during your turn you may heal 20 damage from each of your pokemon uh, attack doesn't matter we have Raiden alakazam with spoonful of pain once during your turn you move up to two damage counters from one of your opponent's pokemon to another one of their pokemon the attack doesn't matter and radiant jirachi with pass a wish ability if this Pokemon is knocked out by damage from an opponent's attack, search your deck for up to three cards and put them into your hand. And technically, Stellar Doom is a viable attack. Uh, double colorless, flip two coins. If both are heads, your opponent's active Pokemon is knocked out. So of the three, how would you rank them from best to worst? And uh, are any of them going to see significant amounts of play? Locke, why don't you start us off? Best to worst of the Radiance. You know what? I'll, I'll go out a little off meta here. I'm going to say Alkazam, then Serena, then Jirachi. <laughs> I think uh, there's going to be a couple like single prize attackers somewhere down the future where like the uh, Radiant Alkazam actually does make a difference between your numbers. Or even like paired with like the like Jinx or whatever, where you want to like two shot everything anyway. So this just makes it easier to two shot stuff. I do like the Alakazam a lot, just because we haven't had this ability in a while—the ability to move damage counters. So I think I don't know. I, I I'm a big fan of the Alakazam. I won't say if it's I think the best one or not, but I'm a big fan. Zach, how would you order them? Um, Serena's last. <laughs> So aggressive. 
<laughs> 20 damage is 20 damage. I've definitely KO'd people for like uh, 20 damage more, uh, more than 20 damage over um, what I needed to KO them for. So I don't think 20 damage is going to save you uh, to heal that every turn. So that that's whatever. Um, I'm trying to find my exam for the attack because you said it doesn't matter. And I was curious on what it was. Oh, I can I can pull it up real quick. Yeah, it does damage for every card. 20 damage for every card in your opponent's hand for Psychic Colorless. So if they have a 10-card hand, you're doing 200 damage. <laughs> There's a lot of people that like to build their hand. It can get out of control, especially when they take knockouts on two prizes. They go from like 6 to 8. So you could theoretically swing for like 190, but yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, Spoonful of Pain. We've seen this effect on other cards. Uh, there's like a meow stick or something that has this effect currently in standard. We've seen it on Bennett GX that uh, saw a bit of play, but like not too much. I think I got paired with Buzzwall or Sorrel. Um, I've like, seen this effect before. The Bennett can move from your Pokemon to your opponents, though. If this yeah, one could do that, damage. this would be broken. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the thing is, you have to get damage coming on board, which is like the only thing that does that is like Lost Zone. Like all the other like, decks right now in format that aren't like spread decks um kind of just hit the main attacker don't really place damage counters so i don't think alakazam is good at the moment uh it's two damage counters it's like maybe if you're two shotting things you can set up another attacker um on the bench but it's like eh. but then i was like reading jirachi i was like is it up to three cards on jirachi let's go through it is up to three cards like oh that's like could be very relevant if um, things are playing boss or whatever, or like in a single prize deck, you just keep uh, trying to build up somebody, like you have a poncho or something. Because we haven't talked about it yet, but like I think poncho could be really good. You just leave the Jirachi in the active and don't give them a boss target. You go like Reggie Trago with a poncho on it, have Jirachi in the active, go search for Gardenia or Raihan or whatever, um, and set up the Drago there. I think that could be very good. Um, yeah, the attack is not great, but I don't know, having that ability, and you can loop it, like Radiants don't go to the Lost Zone like Prism Stars did, so you can just keep feeding them Jirachis and keep building your hand uh, so you set up at whatever you want it to do. So it could be very good to control or like Checkmate decks or something like that that like, plays in the end game, like Radiants are, well, you can do two Radiants, but like you get it, like attackers like that that play from behind. Um, you can kind of set up a tanker like that with Jirachi. So I think that could be the Hopefully, one of the very be- better ones out of the set is Drachi. So three cards. Yeah, you, you, you can also do the Hail Mary. I'm losing. Let me boss uh, a Crobat and try to get a 25% chance of winning the game. If I'm like, I don't have any other attackers left. And just is just one DT for it. So Oh, that is, I thought it was Metal Colorless. No, that's a Turbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a Turbo. I'm in for that too. <laughs> kill Mary. Like I can't kill this Duraludon with 330 HP or this Mew with 330 or 310 HP right now. Let's just go for a coin flip. I have 25% chance of winning. Let's go for it. The attack is actually like, cause Arceus decks already, they play Gardevoir cause they can. <laughs> it's not very good in there. So like, this is super cool, right? You're like, I'm just going to attach pass on turn one. Like if I go second here in the active is a Jirachi. And then, like you said, you can technically have the YOLO. <laughs> Here's another Jirachi. I'm going to Roxanne you into a bad hand, and I'm going to Doom Count, whatever, the attack name. Whatever's in the active spot with a single prizer. And maybe it gets me some prizes, and if it doesn't, it at least bought me a turn. I get to search for three cards, right? So, technically, I don't know. You're starting to get sold on Jirachi more than I was originally. So, coming into this... <laughs> 
I was originally Jirachi as the worst one because it's kind of a one-time <laughs> use thing. It's not particularly... It's actually pretty broken, but it's not like that broken if your opponent gusts around it enough in the early game and by the late game, it's it's just there. It, KOing it doesn't matter. You're not going to shove it in the active because you're attacking, right? So that's why I was like, uh, it's like good, but it's not very universal. I put Radiant Alakazam as my number two. I think it's very good. My first thought was, does this make Jolteon viable again? Uh, no, it probably does not. But the idea of like you goon ping once to get a double snipe and then the next time you can just like move those damage counters around a bit and then you never have to goon ping again, right? So you don't have to run the Inteleon engine anymore if you don't want to. Uh, but then you can't run path, which is the only reason you'd ever play Jolteon to begin with. So, uh, probably not good there, but I like, I like moving damage counters. I think it's good. I think Serena is the best of the three currently. No. So there's this discussion in my discord about Radiant Guardi versus Radiant Serena. I think Radiant Serena is just better than Radiant Guardi currently. Because none of the math is exact enough for Radiant Guardi to really matter. And the little bits that are path already exists and path can just shut off the Guardi anyway. But with that said, I don't think either should be played very often because <laughs> neither are that good. I just like Serena because like it. it counters spread. And the fact that this one card can counter an entire archetype makes it have the most potential of the three to me. Sack, you I'll strongly the disagree. opposite oh, of that. I do disagree because yeah. there's like relevant damage in the, any RCS dot deck. Uh, 280 is uh, belt power tablet, power tablet. So that hits for exactly 280. But, with but, the they, Guardian, but they have paths, eight, so it's fine. It's 260. And then they pet themselves. All right. Congrats. <laughs> you got two prize cards and now a path is in play. <clears throat> like, all right, what are you doing? So, like, I guess, like, Serena's, like, not as passive as Guardi is. But, I don't know. Like, I think minus 20 is, like, pretty good still. I mean, <clears throat> that's all I, got. I still do. There's, yeah. like, some relevant numbers that you could hit. Like, 280 becomes 260. It's very relevant in a few matchups. There's like there's technically stuff where it matters, but it's just, it's so mediocre. That's yeah, the, they both suck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying they're good, but they, like which one's better? I don't know. But they're both still very bad. So I, I got a couple things to say. Uh, yeah, the pro is that this is like significantly better than Gardevoir come February when everybody moves to the axis. Also true. And so and then two, the downside is that it's in the same year block as Manaphy. So, you know, you, sh you should just always play the Manaphy over a Radiant Serena for, like, whatever tech matchups you're thinking about. So. Like, the bench barrier Manaphy? Yeah. I mean, stuff like Sableye oh, or, like, spread. damage counters or, uh -huh. like, a Shrine of Punishment isn't a card, right? Or, like, Weezing's, uh, Gosh, whatever the Unbroken Bond's Weezing ability was, right? Like, that's not a thing currently. But, like, if those were things... Serena just counters them completely. Or any Alakazam, like, user. That's also <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I'm gonna play Serena. <laughs> See, Serena's broken. Uh, are there other cards in the set before we close out our little review, or preview, I guess? Um, there's a few highlights that could be niche, um, and that we've seen good in the past. Um, one of them is Ho-Oh. There's a Ho-Oh V. Um, once you're in your turn, if this Pokemon's in your discard pile, you may put it onto your bench and then attach up to four basic energies from your discard pile to Ho-Oh. If you do use this ability, your turn ends. 
also I didn't read that. I just kind of memorized it. Uh, so perhaps, <laughs> I just like read it out loud. Like this is about how it goes. Um, oh, oh, could be very good. We play Thornton. Um, everyone plays Thornton. So you can like have a big attacker that takes a lot of energies, put it on the bench. We play Deancey uh, or like turn one. Uh, usually, usually you get like a free evolve if you go first. And we play Turbo with like Greninja. So you can get the energies of the discard pile, get Ho-Oh in play. Uh, now you have a lot of energy on board for turn one. So I think that could be very good with Thornton. Also, we get a new Arcanine, which moves fighting energies to it. Uh, I can attack out of nowhere. It's kind of like the old Surf Edged, uh, but it's Arcanine. You can do more damage than 210. So I think that's kind of a highlight. Uh, the Mawile V-Star is reminiscent of Zoro Pod. Um, when you come to the active, you do more damage. Its V-Star power is Guzma. I don't know if you guys ever played with Guzma before. It's very good. <laughs> it's one of the most broken supporters ever printed. Uh, printed. So it's it's V star power is super sick. Yeah, um, I don't know how it goes like V star powers wise. It's not like Star Worth tier or anything like that. Um, but Guzma was a very good effect that we saw, and this on a Pokemon now as an ability is very good. Um, and then we've also seen Superior. Uh, it's a Gen five starter. Not. Too many people are a big fan of it, but it got a V-Star this set. We've seen that reminiscent of Guardian, and Guardian took Worlds by Storm in 2019, I believe, the tag team. Um, this one has to evolve, so I don't know if that's very good. It's two prizes, so you get more out of it, and I don't know if, it, if there's a good way to accelerate energy other than Cardinia, but uh, Superior could be very good. We've seen this Pokemon before, so that effect being reprinted is kind of nice. Um, I guess it also got reprinted at Sandaconda. V Max, but that's Santa kind of V Max. Didn't really have any fighting support at the time. We we um, tried. We tried Santa Conda. <laughs> we tried, yeah. <laughs> so I think that was it so far. Other than the Poncho, um saying it throughout the pot so far, but I think the Poncho could be very good. It only can be attached to V Stars and V Maxes. It's only useful on those. Uh can be affected by supporters. So Boss, Phoebe, Phoebe uh, <laughs> or Serena or stuff like that can be affected by that. So I think that could be very good when you're trying to hide uh, any V-Stars or V-Maxes because we've seen Umbreon control in the past of Sander uh, with that tool that can only be attached to Umbreon V-Max to try to tank hits and plays uh, Cheryl or whatnot, uh, Cheryl loop. So I think we could see that um, just in a different uh, V-Max now with Poncho. I think there are some more key highlights. Not very good. Um, but some other things from the set that could be useful. Yeah, I've been theorying a bit with Poncho. I'm really disappointed. I thought it protected Pokemon V and was like, every deck is Primal Groudon now. I'm so happy. And uh, it's not. But nope. there's still stuff you can do. Put on a Stone Journer or something like that. Sit behind Snorlaxes. And here you go, Sack. Radiant Chirachis. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I don't know. There's... It's playable. We'll mess around with it for sure, right? Like, yeah. not being bossed is good, even if you have to evolve first. Uh, so I think the altar might be all right. It could be very good at control decks or very good in things that play out at the discard pile, like Regidrago or um, Hello or something like that. Yeah, it's like a Pokestop light, right? Yeah, you can, you can describe one. So you can look at the top card, uh, you can put it back if you want, or you can discard it. So it's kind of like half of a trek and shoe. Um, but it's a stadium, so it doesn't play. You can get it once per turn. So it could be kind of nice if you're trying to like just uh, burn through your deck real quick, turn one for any turbo deck out there. It's nice that we have viable yeah, I, stadiums. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm putting in like the like, oh wait, uh, 
it's the same year as Pokestop, so let's <laughs> just play Pokestop over it. But there's oh, a lot. I mean, it, it depends if it's for, like a double turbo energy deck or something like that. Sometimes like, well, yeah. I don't want to discard these and like Magikarp, you know, the broken deck, right? Pokestop was awful in there because you couldn't mill your energies or you'd lose. Yeah. So, it's a lot. Other, I got other cards. cards. Yeah. Yeah. So these are my tier of not good now, but will probably be good in the future. And it's like, so it, I'd say like Sigilyph, which is uh, like, if you're playing like a control type deck where like you could, um, it's like search your deck for a basic. But if you have if your opponent's a V, then you search your deck for five basics and put them on your bench. For so colorless action. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're going to Gormandize for five, like three turns in a row anyway with like a slow type deck, this is really good. And um, Corellia is actually it has trade again. It's not because Gardevoir is really good. It's because you know in the next two years there's going to be a busted Gardevoir or Gallade EX. And then, then you're gonna really want this twenty-five cent card that became like a four-dollar card. Yeah, that's exactly why you should pick up your Curlias. Because, like you said, it's not just like there will be a Guardi EX or Glade EX or realistically both. There will be an S-tier Guardi EX or Glade EX. So we have uh, uh, water duplicates. So you water duplicates out the trade. Easy. Okay. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it also depends, depends on what year it comes out. Because if it comes out the second year of uh, Gen Nine, you can't use it. So play a three-one split. You go water dupes out with three trade Pokemon, and you're like, all right, trade, trade, trade. You just saw six plus cards. Yeah, and then you evolve into this giant beat stick that Guardy EX is probably going to be, right? <laughs> yeah, I just want to scoop up Nettie's EXs. No, there's going to be a, a, I think, Orlando regional where we'll get like some promo yeah. EX, and we'll have scoop up net legal before rotation. Yep. Kind of like the Meowth V Max. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the Meowth V Max, or I think it was like Sam Chen played the uh, Snorlax GX, polarizing pancakes Snorlax GX, and he was like the only person with a GX marker. <laughs> <laughs> Sack, if the people want yeah, no, more from me. Oh, sorry, Locke. You got it? Uh, okay, I got, I got one more, and it's Capture Aroma, because I think it's just so good in Arceus B-Barrel right now. Oh, the flip a coin. Because, yeah, because okay. like turn one, you either set up just like a quick ball, or you just get your Arc V-Star in hand for the next turn anyway. So no matter That's what so you flip, bad. it's good. <laughs> well, one, once we lose quick one ball... The other. Once we lose click ball, I'll be more into it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I need a basic Pokemon here to not get donked. If I flip heads, I lose. And then you flip heads, you're like, all right, well, here's a V-Star power. Or a V-Star <laughs> card that I have in my hand, and then you can donk. You're like, this feels real bad. So I don't think it's going to be good right away, but once we lose quick ball, it might be all right. Zach, if the people want you, where can they find more from you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, sack underscore 17. Go follow me there. I tweet every once in a while. Uh, um, you guys can find me at regionals. I'm in a bright green jersey on Saturday. Um, you guys see me on stream all the time at the regionals when they show the crowd. I stand out pretty well. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and I'm getting back into Twitch uh, over at SaxX17, where I stream sometimes. Sometimes. Locke, where can the people find you? All right, I got to give a, a big shout out to uh, Tor yesterday because he gave me a uh, giant Twitch read over on my channel. On uh, It's just the lock with an underscore in it. So. Myself, you can find me on, I'm still going to say it, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, at Mellow underscore Magikarp, Twitch. Uh, count on streams coming back in more 2023, if I'm going to be honest. Maybe the occasional one now and then, but uh, the baby can't even hold its head up yet, so <laughs> it still needs a lot of attention. But uh, YouTube content still being pushed out. Uh, by the time we're here, the Sun and Moon Lost Thunder Gauntlet is on YouTube. Be sure to check those games out. The people at Tabletop Village. They sponsored over 200 codes for filling out a bracket. By the time you listen to this, uh, bracket submissions already closed. But you will have games being pushed out almost every day in November. Some of them are absolute bangers from what is most of your favorite format, Sun and Moon Lost Thunder. I'm not going to tell you my opinion on the format, but a bunch of people love it. So that's the one we're playing. Check those out on YouTube. And this has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. We'll catch you all next week.